0: Hello and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Between the Presets, a podcast by me, Rudy Stetner, that comes out every Monday evening. Here is the place where anything that can be said in polite company is fair game for discussion, even if it occasionally offends. Let's roll. Good evening. The Jewish New Year of 5784 is coming up on uh september 15th friday night the night of september 15th and um it's the day when the entire world is judged wait for whatever the hopefully sweet new year will have to bring us it is customary to ask other people for forgiveness and to, uh, in turn, forgive others. I find that forgiveness is an art. Letting go of uh, anger, grudges, etc. is uh, something that can be hard to do. And uh, I find that the, the reason I feel comfortable bringing this up in an otherwise secular podcast is that the matter of forgiveness of Mechila, it is it uh, is spoken of in Hebrew, is uh, a facet of mental health that is uh, very important. I have a few thoughts on this issue. Uh a few stories. Uh, I've lived long enough to have offended and asked for forgiveness and to have in turn been offended and uh, extended forgiveness as well. There is an idea in Jewish teaching that the world is recreated every second, that every moment of the world, the universe's existence it's willed into existence by the Almighty. So on a certain level, everyone and everything around us is a new creation. Every moment of our existence, our physical existence, spiritual existence is is a miracle. People talk about was the world created in billions and billions of years, or was it created in uh, seven days, six days of six days of work and six days of rest? So, I like to flip that around and say, if God created the world in seven days, why did He take so long? You know, so. But back to the idea of forgiveness. Uh, if some, everyone around, everyone in our lives is created anew every moment, am I looking at a person as they are today? Uh, to what extent should I let go of past precedent? Uh, if I have a coworker, they're, uh, evolving, right? They may have gotten off to a rocky start to begin with. Uh, have they learned the ropes on the job? Maybe Joe X, I'll call him, wasn't such a, you know, great worker yesterday, but maybe he's a little better today and qualitatively has really improved over time. I have to be willing to let go of the past enough to see the improvements in the present. This is particularly important with one's friends, one's spouse, one's children, and, um, kind of applying that idea that the world is created anew and we are indeed partners in creation. Uh, what, what we do with what we are given is a very important part of the world around us. A couple of stories in my long work history, a little bit more varied than I would like, uh, serve for me as a guide towards uh, forgiving people, looking at them in the light of more complete information and judging them favorably. And ultimately, if one does that with others, one does that with oneself, which means that you spend, one spends much more of one's time in a happy, peaceful frame of mind. I worked uh, many years ago for a food wholesaler. Um, I had taken a break from a job in a... um, textile business. And I tried out in this, uh, took a week's vacation, tried out in a uh, business that was a food wholesaling business. It was long hours. It was low pay. And it had some very specialized um, equipment, industrial equipment for moving skids Uh, caring stuff, some of the stuff I had never seen before, and, uh, my boss was very high-strung and, uh, was impatient that I learn all of this, uh, machinery for moving skids around, uh, picking orders and stuff. He wanted me to pick it up at a speed which seemed beyond me, and, uh, I didn't last very long at that job, uh, it was very stressful because I had to be there like seven in the morning and I had to leave six at night and some of the hours were even longer, longer during the busy seasons. Make a long story short, uh, just before I got let go, somebody said to me, uh, Don't judge the boss too harshly the way he's leaning on you to learn the rope so quickly. Uh, He lost a son when somebody placed one skid on top of the other. It wasn't balanced properly. And uh, the young man who had a wife and at least one kid was crushed to death. And this particular Individual who told this to me had spent the last moments of this young man's life uh, uh, watching the life drain out of him. And uh, it was impossible for me to look at that individual the same way after having heard of the incredible loss that he he felt. Instead of looking at him as a slave driver, I looked at him as somebody who maybe did not want uh, another woman, another child, another set of children to be bereaved of their husband and father. And I was able to uh, view him far more favorably. A parenthetical note in that story, I mentioned that I took a week off from one job which I felt I could do better hey God bless America that's what people do Uh, the first week that I took off um, one of the errands I had on the old job was to go into the World Trade Center and deliver for one of the workers um, a package of information. I guess it was regarding stock trades or something like that. I don't know exactly what. Uh, didn't ask. Uh, that uh, one morning that I would have gone in to do the World Trade Center run, and this was back in guess it must have been, I'm trying to figure it out, the early 90s, it, w- it turned out to have been the first World Trade Center bombing. Now, that was nowhere near as catastrophic as the first, but uh, I would have been far closer to harm's way than had I not uh, taken that, uh, taken that I guess, ill-fated job, a job that was not meant to be. So, I kind of felt after, you know, it was, it's hard to come home and say that you've, you know, lost a job, but I sort of see that that was for the good. It's a great responsibility moving skids around in a uh, warehouse, et cetera, and, uh, You want to be proper trained, properly trained. Not only do you not want to come into danger, you don't want to put other people in danger as well. The other job I had was in jewelry. It was a very um, tense work environment, very interesting work environment, very international. I heard spoken in that, in that particular place, Hebrew, Yiddish, Hungarian, Romanian, um, lots of Spanish, interesting people, but it was very difficult uh, getting a raise there. Again, the hours were long and time-consuming, but, uh, and I felt you know, frustrated, you know, underappreciated, put-upon, etc. Uh, I found out many years later, this was in uh, uh, the jewelry trade, I guess assembling um, necklaces, rings, etc., what have you, that at that time there were a lot of... um I don't like using the term mafia because that's an Italian term. But uh, organized crime uh, based on ethnic cliques can come in many forms. There's the Italian mafia, there's the Russian mafia, Colombian, Georgian, as in the former Soviet Republic of Georgia. And uh, in the early to mid-80s, there was a lot of extortion going on of uh, uh, businesses in the United States from uh, mafia that had come in on waves of immigration. And uh, I saw evidence that, uh, you know, it could well have been that my boss was subject to these pressures. Either he was worried about being shaken down or had actually been shaken down. Indeed, it would have been unusual for someone not to have put the squeeze on him. So uh, I went from uh, judging this guy pretty harshly to almost having compassion for him. And then I realized uh, that for my first child, I was a newlywed during the time I worked in that place, that uh, the health insurance I had actually enabled me, by grace of God, to employ, to to have, uh, you know, hired a uh, good obstetrician for the birth of our first child. So it's important to realize that although a job can be limiting, uh, it can it is also enabling. And not only that, if you're an hourly wage worker or if you're paid a fixed weekly salary or something like that, the owner of the business takes his headaches home with him. You Get to leave him at the time clock. Uh, The boss can lose way more money than you earn in a year. He can be left in debt from um, fluctuations in the market, uh, maybe the landlord raising rent or something like that, and you are assured of your paycheck uh, coming home. One thing I try to do is to always look at myself in the third person. What am I like to get along with? I don't always like to face the answers to that. Uh, what pressures is are the other people in my life uh, enduring that I might not be able to adequately imagine? There's one tool I have that in, uh, forgiving people and letting go that not everyone is blessed with. Uh, I have a fairly pronounced case of face blindness where unless I see somebody very regularly, uh, I can, uh, Look at somebody that somebody else might remember and I have to say, I know we've met, but I can't remember your name, etc. That's the biggest, the biggest time that that is a problem is let's say I'm waiting in line at the DMV. So the lady says... uh, come back to come back to me when you've finished filling out this form. You don't have to wait in line all over again. So what I have to do is I have to look uh oh she's wearing she's wearing a necklace with a green blouse. So I say necklace, green blouse, necklace, green blouse. And then I can uh, I can remember because if I if I try remembering the face, I have a very hard time. Now, why is this a blessing in um, forgiving people, letting go of life's petty slights and stuff? It's helpful because I focus on the deed and on the interaction rather than affixing a grudge to a particular person. And uh, I realize that if somebody is say let's say they're combative and obnoxious obnoxious they like uh insulting people publicly etc uh that creates problems for them in their life as maybe more than it creates for me so with the face blindness where i don't i don't necessarily remember who insulted me or whatever uh the enemy becomes not the person but the behavior and instead of looking at the person as my adversary, I look at me and that person as um, being opposed by this negative behavior. And that's very helpful. Uh, another thing that helps me, there are actually uh, laws of forgiveness. There are books about it. In Jewish teachings, I'm sure that there are extensive books on, uh, in psychology on how to let go. For instance, you, you're not really, you can't really forgive something that was done to somebody else. And, uh, in certain cases of heinous criminal behavior, you might not be, um, required even or even allowed to extend forgiveness i have been faced with blessedly few of such instances where i'm not allowed to forgive but i have found a very helpful prayer to say in such instances is i thank you god for absolving me of the duty of forgiving this individual Uh, i leave it on your shoulders And I feel a sense of relief. Uh, I cannot be, I cannot change the situation by focusing my anger mentally. So I'm letting go without uh, forgiving. Ultimately, one of the things one faces in life is learning to forgive oneself. Uh... I may not have treated people the way I ought to, uh, not been the best son, the best husband, the best father, and uh, aside from asking other people uh, forgiveness for my shortcomings, for my mistakes, what have you, uh, I have to forgive myself as a preparation for moving forward with a... Uh, better approach to life. This is a very uh, important brick in the building of happiness and regarding happiness my attitude is I don't try to be happy I try to be the kind of person who is happy doing what is right. So I wish Everybody, all of my listeners, a blessed year moving forward. The Jewish New Year starts this year, Friday night, September 15th. Some of you are going to celebrate it January 1st. I'd like to point out about January 1st as the new year that December is the 10th month. September is the 7th month. If you examine the Latin root, octo, October is the eighth month. Nove, November is the ninth month. December is therefore the 10th month. So that would mean that January is the 11th month. February is the 12th month. And that would make, according to my basic arithmetic of a 12-month year, it would make March 1st more logical as the secular new year. I don't know anybody personally who celebrates March 1st as the secular new year, but I wish everybody who listens to me a blessed year moving moving forward. I hope my thoughts on forgiveness and the looking at the bigger picture, looking at oneself in the third person, have been helpful to you, my dear listeners. An embarrassing correction I must make after having listened to this uh, podcast at the end of recording it. There are six days of work and one day of rest. In a odd slip of the tongue in the first three or four minutes, I said six days of work and six days of rest. And when I listened to that, I said, ouch. So don't tell me. I already know. Okay, y'all have a good one. This wraps up another weekly episode of Between the Presets. I thank you all for the pleasure of sharing with me my weekly news. Whatever platform you access, hitting like, subscribe, or leaving a comment is much appreciated. My email address is thewinterriders at gmail.com. Thewinterriders at gmail.com. Until next week, adio, which in some African languages means born on Monday or be righteous and closely resembles adios in Spanish.